0: One, two, three, do it. Oh. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the right
1: side, caught by Diggs, Stay oh, my oh my god, oh my god, thirty.
0: No K, touchdown! Oh. Are you kidding my me? Finish. It's a
1: Back in for another edition of the Scolders podcast. I'm your host, Ed Brodmarco, oh, with me as always, my friend Mike Anderson. How are we doing tonight, Mike?
0: I'm doing well,
1: sir. Myself in- included as well. Um, Victory Monday, first one of the season, first one of many, I'm hoping. Um, you know, I-, I had a good time watching the game. I was at the stadium. You were having some smoked meats at home. Um, what more can you ask for that- more than that? And the perfect start to the season, a nice cushion of the game. Never really felt like it was out of hand. Um, it's a great way to start the season.
0: Yeah, a pretty, uh, pretty dominant uh, victory for the Vikings. Really, all facets of of the game, I think, were, were firing. Um, you know, maybe the exception of the passing game. Uh, but we didn't really need the passing game, it turns out, for the most part, since uh, Delvin was able to do most of it himself. And then you combine that with a great defensive Effort all around, and and uh, yeah, it, there were a couple times when uh, you know I was the people I was watching the game with. I I looked at them and said, I don't know if this could go any better than it has, and it was almost perfection. Yep.
1: Absolutely, we'll get into that more in a second here when we break down the, the full Vikings victory here. But we want to take a little trip around the league and kind of take a look at uh, some of the games that happened and and some of the storylines we didn't quite expect to happen this this week. So. Coming into this offseason, Cleveland's adding pieces all over the place. They're, they're adding to their offense, they're adding to their defense, making trades, making moves, and then they go out there and they lay, what, 13 points, and the Texans beat them by 30?
0: Yeah, 13, uh, lost at home by 30. Just brutal.
1: I mean, I, I saw some of the highlights there, and there's literally a five-and-a-half-minute video of all the penalties that the Browns had against them, so... Um, they got to get that together. I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that they're not talented because they are extremely talented. But you can't put up a performance like that, especially at home. That's 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 inexcusable. I mean, we weren't super high on the Titans, but man, they looked really solid.
0: Yeah, I I think you know definitely the Titans moved up a notch. Uh, you know, we we talked about them. A little bit, but I, I think clearly we we may have underestimated. Uh, maybe a, a little bit of uh, resurgence for them with the Andrew Luck retirement, and and uh, you know they got they got some some pieces there still with Tennessee. Uh, I know I remember talking last year that they seemed to be in every football game, for the most part, just sometimes struggle to pull it out at the end. And and uh, you know uh, obviously Cleveland did them some favors turning the ball over. I think Baker had three three picks. Um, and, you know, the game ended up getting a little out of hand mostly in in that fourth quarter when Tennessee really poured it on. But, uh, yeah, a little eye-opening for both teams. I I don't think too many people saw that one coming.
1: Not at all, not at all. Um, Another one that I think everyone saw coming was Detroit basically being Detroit. Um, If you haven't caught this game, basically what happened was Detroit had a third, and I think it was around third and middle, like third and five or so, uh, Right before the snap, one of the coaches called timeout. And the play happened, and they picked up the third down. Then the refs gave them the timeout. Then they replayed the down, failed the third down, kicked it back to uh, uh, Arizona, which I believe that kick was tipped. That was blocked. Then Arizona proceeds to to go down, march on the field, get the touchdown, get the two-point conversion to tie the game. Then they go to overtime. They each trade field goals. And then... Yeah, it's a tie. The
0: first tie in the books. First week. Week one, we've got a tie. Uh, um,
1: Going into the fourth quarter, Detroit was handily in, in control of that game, and they wanted to get away from them. They Detroited.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess overall, you know, you're probably happy as a Vikings fan that, you know, they didn't win that game. Uh, and <laughs> I don't even know what, what else to say on it. Just Detroit-Arizona tie week one it just seems fitting.
1: Yep. So, there was that one speaking of the division, Green Bay Chicago, that was Thursday night. That game was absolute garbage. If you watch that game, um you saw some Chicago defense, uh, uh, you know, some good things there, but Aaron Rodgers and the the Green Bay offense just looked flat. It looked like they they didn't really know how to really play together and you know, that's that that whole preseason thing, they didn't play together at all the preseason. I think also the Bears also sat a lot of their guys for the preseason. So both those teams just did not feel ready to play. And the first half just felt like a very, very poor preseason game. And that one ends up 10-3 to in favor of Green Bay somehow. So, um, I don't know. It, it, Mitch Trubisky's performance kind of gave me a, a, you know, a good sense of that I know exactly what he is and the Vikings can get after him. So I think this division is the Vikings to lose at this point. Um, both of these teams are they're headed to the direction that I think they were so
0: yeah i think uh you know you don't want to overreact to week 1 but but certainly you want to react uh some and and the vikings looking dominant both those teams chicago and green bay struggling uh i believe both quarterbacks were sacked 5 times the defenses um at times or at times definitely uh, looked all right. And I would say, you know, Green Bay, especially uh, maybe having a little bit of an improved defense, they were able to generate some pressure uh, more so than they've maybe been able to do in, in uh, recent memory. And, uh, you know, it was an ugly game. Uh, I, I think if you started any fantasy players at all from that game, you're probably not happy overall. Uh, but Green Bay ends up coming out with a victory, a big win for them, and uh, setting up a big showdown here. Come Sunday, Lambeau Field.
1: Yep, in the division we have two wins, one loss, and a tie. So that won't make things interesting right down to the wire if Detroit ends up picking up off their their floor. Um, But moving on to another basically just ridiculous situation, the Antonio Brown saga does not end. So he gets cut from the Raiders after more shenanigans. And then, of course, of course, Everyone and their mother called this. Signs of the Pats.
0: Yep. Uh, ineligible to play this week for the Patriots, who did not need him, <laughs> based no. on their uh, throttling of Pittsburgh the other night. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know. You can read into this. Some people think that it was his plan all along, and uh, just a weird, weird scenario with him in, in at the Raiders. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect with him on the Patriots. Uh, we've obviously seen, you know, some strong personalities go to New England and, and have some success. So uh, I would think that if he's in, you know, ultimately he loves to win, you know, and that's one of the more important things to him. Uh, so obviously, New England has a tendency to do that fairly often. They looked really good week one. Um, so I would expect that to be a, a good combination, but then again, it's Antonio Brown, and there seems to have uh, you know issues from time to time, regardless of where he's at. So it'll it'll be an entertaining, I'm sure, on a week to week basis with him uh, and, and Tom Brady and company.
1: Well, I hope he does what he does best and tears down that locker room from the inside out. Um, and maybe one of these gambles the Patriots take doesn't pay off for him, and they. Reap what they sow in something like this. Yeah, um, I think everyone's sick of of the Patriots winning, and this is this just seems a little bit unfair if it ends up working out for them. Yeah, Yep. So, <clears throat> moving on though, a <laughs> different story. The flip side of the story: Miami losing. What was it? Fifty-two to ten. Fifty-nine to ten. Um, that's just. I don't think I've ever seen a game that lopsided.
0: No, no. It was like a huge win.
1: Like I mean, you're. you're <laughs> I know you're trying to tank for Tua, but maybe make it a little bit more competitive. You know, maybe keep someone interested.
0: Yeah, I mean, Baltimore just dominated from the get-go. Uh, it sounds like after the game, multiple Miami players uh, called their agents and asked them to try to get them traded. Uh, so, you know, Miami obviously knows they're in kind of a, a rebuild mode, um, but it, it appears that there are still dark days ahead uh, coming out of this rebuild, and, and I know they got a lot of picks that you know they might be able to, to uh, kind of accelerate this this whole process. But it looks like it's going to be a long year for for the Dolphins.
1: Absolutely. So have to keep an eye on that and see how bad that gets. That could easily go off the the rails really quickly. Um, last couple of years, Seahawks struggle against the Bengals. Wasn't really expecting to see that. Um, that. They they narrowly escaped twenty one to twenty. So I, you're more of a Seahawks kind of guy here. What do you, what do you think of this here? What do we read into this?
0: Well, I th- I think for me, um, you know, the Bengals have a new coach, right? New new system, I believe this year. So that's always uh, something that you know concerns me going in, at, like in a pick 'em. Um, I had a couple buddies that you know went with Cincinnati in a loser pool, and and I tried to talk them out of it because anytime you've got kind of a a new blood that comes in and tries to rejuvenate a team, you don't know what you're going to get necessarily right out the gate. There's still some good players, especially on the offensive side of the ball in Cincinnati, Um, you know, obviously AJ greens hurt, but they still have a couple of decent running backs. They've got Andy Dalton, the veteran quarterback that can sling it around. I think he threw for 400 yards, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Russ was able to get it done and, and he got a one point victory and you know what it, it, goes down the same as minnesota's victory baltimore's victory um doesn't really matter how you get it as long as you get it
1: sure exactly and speaking of that uh colts still look decent they lost but we put up a good fight that's another one when that went to overtime so um kind of surprised at it, 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 how much the colts actually did
0: yeah i uh i thought that they you know they looked decent uh, Vinatieri obviously missed two field goals and an extra point, uh, which was pretty costly. I think the first time in his career he'd ever done anything like that. Um, so hopefully he can figure that out from a kicking standpoint, but, um, yeah, like I said, I think they're still going to be right in it to the end. I actually picked them to win the division. I, I think, um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with Yeah. I think we that.
1: both did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it seems like at least from what we saw, um, the transition from luck to, Jacoby seems to have gone fairly well. So, you know, they still got all the pieces around them. They might be able to make a run at this. Just, you know.
0: Yeah, I would agree. we
1: find out. Um, but that's the around the league look. Now let's get into Vikings. We started off on defense. We won the toss. We deferred. Started off on defense. And, you know, who would have guessed that the first sack would have been the guy that almost left us in free agency? Yeah. Anthony Barr, first sack of the game. That set the tone for the game, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I don't know how the defense looked on the TV, but they just looked absolutely dominant in in uh, in person.
0: Yeah, no, they they looked uh, electric. I mean, they were fast; they were flying around, and it was it was fun to watch. Um, I can only imagine how how that stadium was from a noise standpoint. But you know, right out the gate, Barr gets that sack. Uh, we end up blocking the punt a few plays later, and it was just. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, we know you were watching it, and it it was a lot of fun on Sunday.
1: Yeah, definitely a a great way to start out the game. Um, Another guy I got to mention, and everyone is seeing this at this point Anthony Harris, two interceptions, a forced fumble, Um, just constantly making plays. And it, it seems like he's a guy that you got next to Harrison Smith. If you get two of these guys and they can just trade off making plays every game, or you know, in a game that both of them are threats to intercept the ball, they're jumping routes, they're they're reading coverage as well, they're they're reading, uh, you know, routes well. I mean, this this is quite possibly the most dangerous safety duo in the league right now, and this is exactly what we thought we were getting with Anthony Harris.
0: Well, and I think for me at least, Anthony Harris has always done an excellent job, right? Filling in. Uh, I think that's why we were comfortable. Um, you know, moving to him and, and moving away from Sendejo this year to save a little bit of money, but after watching this game, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe this isn't just a guy that's filling in, not making mistakes. He looked like a playmaker. He looked like, uh, you know, a bar a Harrison Smith, a player that you can actually rely on to potentially make a couple of big plays over the course of a game, um, and, and you know, maybe help uh, you're almost single handedly win you a couple football games. So. Uh, really excited to see that I think uh, the energy was there he looked great Um, so I mean overall this defense came to play and I know if you've been listening to the show that was a bit of a concern for me going into this year and I think we had a great test with with the Atlanta offense coming in and it certainly looked like uh, the defense of old is is here so uh, let's see if see how many weeks we can keep that thing rolling.
1: Well, one thing you were more concerned about is you were concerned about uh, roads Rhodes being open a little bit more than they were. I mean, it looked like roads were pretty close um, when he was on Julio. Yeah. Had... One thing that, that I didn't like is he does the roads things where if he gets beat, he'll like come up with an injury and then he'll be out for a few plays. I, I think I texted you about this during the game. Then he, he was back, I think, what, the next series or the next couple plays later. Yeah. Now, you, you can't tell me that's constantly he's getting injured and that's why he's he's losing this coverage I, I don't buy that like stop faking it you got beat humble up and just go right you know you don't need to do this pretend crap
0: yeah i don't know i mean that's <laughs> i think all vikings fans are aware of that and it's just part of the package with Rhodes. so uh but no he looked good holding julio to um a relatively quiet game he obviously got a touchdown late kind of in garbage time there so uh another successful um defense of, of one of the best receivers in the nfl
1: I think it's the first touchdown that he's actually uh, gotten against uh, the Zimmer defense. Possibly. Um, Regardless, another guy we're going to talk about in the secondary, Mac Alexander dislocated his elbow, apparently. Apparently, he was supposed to have an MRI today. I don't think they've had any update on that. But dislocated elbow, I can't imagine that's going to be a super quick timeline. Um, Probably a candidate for for bounce-back IR, possibly. Um, So... The thing we were worried about going into the season, kind of that that DB depth with Holton Hill on suspension, with Mike Hughes kind of still on the mend, um, might come around. Um, so I, I don't know where we're at with this. I mean, Mac looked like he was having a good game, but then Ron Carus came in after he went out and it seemed like he picked up where he left off. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things. Anything else on Mac? You think?
0: No, I I think, uh, you know, it's going to depend a little bit on the severity. I was trying to read into it a little bit today, um, just on players that have had it in the past. And, uh, you know, it it looks like, again, depending on the severity, they have different uh, arm slings that can prevent, um, you know an extension, an overextension again, you know, but also maybe he needs surgery or or maybe it is an extended, uh, we're talking multiple weeks here. So uh, I tried to look here right before we recorded to see if I could find anything, any new information. I did not see anything. Uh, I think this is a big loss. Now it does sound like Mike Hughes potentially could be back even this week uh, with Green Bay. So that's nice to have a player uh, step right in. And then obviously Curse. I would expect to have an expanded role, but this is what we talked about in the preseason. All of a sudden, if one guy gets hurt, you're okay, but now you're stretched pretty thin, right? So now, if another guy yep. goes down, it's it's starting to get into a little bit of a, a worrisome scenario. So uh, let's hope that you know Alexander's not out that long. Maybe it's a week um, or two, and he's able to come right back, and and uh, you know we don't really miss a beat.
1: Well, that's the thing with you, – you saw Curse come in there. I don't think we really missed a beat um, in that position. Um, and like you said, Mike Hughes – now, one thing that I would expect, and I put this out um, earlier today, if Mike Hughes is active and he's ready to go next week, I wouldn't expect him to see a ton of playing time. I think he'd be more kind of like just the kind of fill-in guy, get him eased more in and be that uh, kind of emergency guy if you had a couple injuries happen. I don't think they want to try to test that quite yet. Um I mean, I couldn't be reading too much in that, but that's kind of the way I feel about the way they might approach that situation. Um, Just to give them every chance possible to get more conditioned in that game speed, just throw them in there for a few snaps, get them up to speed, and then maybe week three is when you actually start to roll them in if Mac Alexander is out for long term.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't really know on that. I mean, I guess the flip side of that coin is he's a younger guy. He's, you know, he's still been working out. Sure. You know, obviously, yeah, that game speed, but... um, I think if he's healthy enough to play and you trust him, he's he knows the system. Uh, coming back, obviously after a, a little bit of time last year, so I I think if he's if he's out there, if he's dressing and they're saying he's good to go, um, you know I don't know how much of a, a limit they might put on if if, if they need him out there. I, I think he should be able to step up and and uh, hopefully start making some plays and an impact for us right out the gate.
1: All right, um, so yeah, enough with the secondary. I think we rolled through almost every single secondary player there. Um, this D-line was absolutely dominant in this game. Uh, yeah. Hunter, I think, with 10 pressures. I think Everson had like four or six or something like that. Um, everyone on this line was getting pressure. I think, didn't Linville have a sack? Yeah, Linville had a sack in there. So this D-line was absolutely slaughtering um, Atlanta. And, and we pegged this in our preview that this is one thing to watch out for um, because they had two rookies on their line. Um, regrettably, they're, I think their center Chris Lindstrom went down with a broken bone in his foot. Um, so uh, th- that sucks to hear for them. Um, hope he's all right long-term. That's, that's one of those things that's, that's a tough one to come back for for an old lineman. But, I mean, just as dominant as a performance as I think I've seen from the Vikings as, as a pass rush standpoint. And I don't even think that they, they got over 100 rushing yards, did they?
0: Um, They ran for, no, not even close. It's like 50.
1: Yeah, so dominant rushing uh, defense uh, performance as well, which something we missed last year. Um, it, it seemed like whenever Sheldon Richardson, Richardson was in there, which was a lot, uh, it seemed like there was always holes in the middle for that the, the runner to get through. So good to see yeah. that, that kind of a, a pushback to that. And, you know, they had to have abandoned the run late in the game when they're down by four touchdowns you got to do something different. You got to start getting chunk plays, but, um, very solid performance.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you know, they only had, it looks like maybe 14 carries Matt Ryan also had a couple scrambles there for 24 yards. So I guess, uh, you know, closer to 75 yards total. If you, if you take into account Matt Ryan, but, um, yeah, we, we kind of prevented them, you know, we almost took the rushing attack out of it just by jumping out to an early lead and kind of controlling the tempo, uh not that atlanta doesn't enjoy passing the ball but um i think going back to that defensive line we had four sacks they looked dominant they looked quick uh i liked some of the the new looks and in and, and bar moving around and and uh some of the stunts we saw
1: bar a couple spots on the line did we not
0: yeah so it it was a lot of fun um to watch that and Hey, this this is a differentiator, right? We talked about this where if this defense can play to a level we've seen it play at times, um, and all of a sudden be a top one, two, three defense, that's really going to take some pressure off of Cousins and that offense. And based on the way that that offense looked week one, um, you know that's where you start talking about having a special football team and the ability to go in and and uh, you know be favored and be confident that you know in each and every game you're the better team. Uh, on both sides of the ball. So, uh, don't think the defensive line and the defense in general could have looked much better. And I'm really excited to see them, uh, in what will undoubtedly be a hungry green Bay team, especially coming off the performance that they just had, it's going to be their home opener. So, uh, you know, you're probably going to get a little bit better team than, than what we all watched last Thursday night.
1: Absolutely. Um, Anytime there's Aaron Rodgers in the field, I think there's there's a chance for them to, to do some special things. Uh, last point I think we're going to make on defense here. Um, penalties. I think we gave away three or four first downs on neutral zone infraction penalties. We cannot be doing that. Right. I, you know, I, I'm sure Zimmer was absolutely livid with these guys at halftime and, you know, after, after the the game, you can't be doing that and expecting to win football games. Um you don't have those penalties. This game is completely lopsided, probably to the tune of an extra ten points because we get that many more opportunities on offense. Um, so you gotta clean that up.
0: No, <clears throat> I agree, and you know I don't know how much of that is is week one. Um, you would think it it shouldn't really matter from that standpoint, but I would agree if if you're gonna nitpick and and have a couple areas that uh, you'd like to see some improvement on. Uh, that's that's probably the top of the list. you know. You, against some of these good football teams, you can't help extend the drives. Uh, when the defense is playing at a high level like that, uh, we've got to make sure that, that we keep those flags off the field.
1: Absolutely. No no more yellow on the field. We don't need any of that. Um, last thing here, before we get into the offense, let's talk about some special teams. Kicking was solid. Um, Dan Bailey, 4-4 four, four on extra points. Didn't attempt a, a field goal kick. Um, was never in position to because we scored every time we got in the red zone. Um, blocked punt, we saw, first series of the game. Um, Wilson kicked in the face. I don't know if you've seen the images of this, but kicked in yeah. the face. I think his visor cut his, his nose or something like that. So pretty gnarly picture of, of him with his visor with blood all over it and just, like, flexing after uh, blocking that punt. Um, return game, coverage game, really nothing special. I think the coverage was a little bit poor on some of the punts, but uh, punted good. So I, I think... Any concerns you had from a special team standpoint? I think you can kind of back down on them a little bit. You know, we had new coordinator, new coordinator coming in, new kicking coach coming in, new, you know, assistants there on special teams. Um, But everything seemed like it was working well. They had a solid game plan, and you know, they made some plays.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I think you touched on it. Special teams looked great in all aspects. Uh, sounds like we might break that out a little further here, but I know Zim said that that was actually, um, you know, the one things he, he was a little anxious about going into the game was the special teams. And, uh, in reality, they, they played pretty much a perfect game from that, from that side of things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing else on special teams. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to get into the offense here. All right, we're coming right back in talking about Vikings offense now. Um, run blocking was absolutely spectacular. Any comment beyond that, Mike?
0: Ah, uh, no, I think that's uh, that's that's your your side of the you know you're you're the expert here from the the O line and. Uh, I think from uh, watching online, or sorry, watching the game, uh, obviously the the rushing attack was phenomenal. Dalvin had a, a hell of a game, and um, that's going to start up front. So, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good start, and, and hopefully they can continue to, to grow on that.
1: You know, obviously, I mean, you might not have as good games here, but everything I saw, holes were just gaping wide. They were getting to the second level um, quite often. Um, I think every every concern I had over Brian O'Neill not playing a snap in the preseason evaporated pretty quickly because it didn't seem like he missed a, a snap at all. He was on point. He was blocking well. He was getting second level well. He was sealing that edge when Delvin was kicking it out. Um, just a spectacular game from the O line. I think as a whole in in the rushing game.
0: Yeah. No. I uh, I would agree.
1: Um. And that was pretty much the majority of the game um, <laughs> so It was a rushing attack. There isn't a whole lot else to talk about there. I mean, we can talk about uh, De- uh, Delvin because, my God, looked phenomenal again. What do you have, two touchdowns, 111 yards? Yeah,
0: he had uh, 111 on the ground, a uh, nice 20-yard run. Uh, Madison actually had a nice 23-yard run as well. And Dalvin just looked incredibly fast. I mean, he, he looked like, uh, you know, it's almost like the everyone else had already played four quarters of football, and he was coming out fresh. It was like that the whole game. He just, he was lightning fast. He was running hard. He was finishing runs. Uh, decisive in his cuts. Decisive in the cuts. And I just, I mean, uh, we've been saying it all off season, but... Uh, I think he's going to have a special year if he can stay healthy, and this might be one of the the better running back seasons we've seen uh, from any member of the Minnesota Vikings, and and I'm talking even going back to some of the Adrian Peterson seasons. uh, I I just think he's got a a great chance to to just have an unbelievable season this year.
1: Especially if if, uh, the O-line can block like they did today. I mean, you had Ham, I think, with the highest run blocking grade uh, of the bunch. And everyone did well in that aspect. They technically gave, I think, Garrett Bradbury a a poor grade in in run blocking. But did I say Dan Bailey? I meant Garrett Bradbury if I said Dan Bailey.
0: I thought you said Bradbury. But Did I? Yeah.
1: Been a long day. Been a long day, folks. We're getting there, though. Um, So I'm right there with it. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be something special. But, again, like you said, if he can stay healthy. He hasn't played a full season yet. So... If you can stay healthy, this team is going to do a lot of good things. Um, one thing related to the, the run game, play-action rollouts. Um, loved seeing this. I think there were a the, half dozen of these or so. Like half of the passing attempts were, were this kind of a thing. Um, and I love it for two reasons. One, it, it allows the pass rush to not be as important. Because you're rolling away, you're, you're, you're 10 yards away from the pass rush. Right. Right. Gives you more time, so it's kind of masking some of of that old line's weakness, which is it's still a pretty weakness there. Um, and then, two, it also gives Kirk the the danger of running for the first down, which I like as well.
0: Right. Well, and another thing that I like is that typically uh, it's going to allow Diggs and Thielen a little bit more time to get open, and I just they're so good at running routes that. Uh, You know, every time Cousins has gotten outside and and had a minute to throw, uh, I get pretty excited because it it usually means he's, you know, he's going to make a big play. Uh, So I think we're going to see a little bit more of that this week. Um, You know, going out to Green Bay, I I think if we all uh, recall last year, Cousins had a a pretty strong game, actually, basically single handedly brought us back there in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. to force overtime. And um, I think we're going to have to rely on the pass a little bit more. Uh, this week. And I know we'll we'll probably touch on that here momentarily when we talk briefly about a preview, but, um, just, yeah, Delvin, uh, you know, I think, I think it frees up a little bit for him as well. Um, and I just, it adds so much versatility to this offense and also cousins is comfortable doing that, right? he that's what the we Washington they did that all the time um he said that he he likes doing that he feels comfortable uh with a little bit more of those those play actions and the rollouts. so I think um just just putting players in positions where they're comfortable usually will yield uh you know much more positive results
1: absolutely um so we, we look for a lot of that we look for like you said those big play opportunities um they're gonna be there they're gonna be there all game long um so, got to touched on my boy Bradbury again. Uh, didn't really have a great pass blocking game. If you look at all this, all the pass blocking snaps there, he got beat often by power. Um, Grady Jarrett's a pretty big, powerful guy. Only credited with one pressure against him, but man, he was looking to just beat every single snap. It seemed like so. Not a great standpoint from from pass blocking, but. I think a lot of that's just strength he's gotta get. I mean he's really good in the run game. That's what this team is gonna to try to to do more often anyway. Um and if we do a lot of these rollouts, like I said, that takes a lot of pressure off of that, that pass blocking unit. You get him out there, that's you got ten yards between him and, and you, so you can afford to be a little bit sloppier with your pass protection.
0: Right. Yep. No, I agree with that. I think uh, you know, cleaning up the penalties and then definitely the the pass blocking, right? That was maybe the area uh, that we struggled in, if anything, and, and yes, we didn't. We threw ten passes. Cousins, I think, was eight for ten. Um, had a couple nice plays, but uh, for some of these games where Dalvin might not have the room he did or have the game that he did, we're gonna need to be able to keep Cousins upright uh, and make sure that he's got the time to find his open receivers. So uh, let's hope that we see some improvement starting this week in in Green Green Bay.
1: Well, it's also it's also be clear here. Um, Garrett Bradbury also had some pretty nice plays where they had the QB sneaks going up. Yep. Those those entirely rely on the center and your two guards getting immediate push, and they had I think three.
0: <coughs> right. Yeah.
1: So they're they're definitely they're getting push, um, and it's it's going to be a work in progress. It's it's a rookie guy. It's you know his job now is to basically physically improve, whereas before, you know it, it wasn't so year two, year three of Garrett Bradbury, I think you're going to see, um, maybe even further on in the season, you're going to see him start gaining that power and start to to no longer lose to to the Grady Jerry's of the world.
0: Yep, yep. I would agree with that.
1: So we had to talk about Madison. He had a really solid outing. Um, I was really hoping we could get him in the end zone. I don't don't think we got him in the end zone, did we?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: That one run, I was really hoping he'd get his first touchdown there. Uh, But, you know, He'll get one. Uh, he's got enough juice in there from, from what I saw on Sunday. He'll he'll have plenty of opportunities in relief of Delvin. Oh, yeah. One.
0: Yeah, he'll get in. He'll get in the end yeah. zone.
1: Um, talked about Ham. Amazing in the run block. One low-key storyline in this whole game was because we were so far ahead, because we were pounding the rock so often, we didn't need to utilize uh, Diggs, who was coming off of you know hammy injury, where, yeah, he could play, yeah, he could make plays, but... You give him a light workload on on Sunday, gets him 100% ready for next week against Green Bay. Keeps him fresh, keeps a lot of wear and tear off of that that, uh, lingering injury. Um, Just gives him that much more time to heal and be ready for Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I think he ended up playing uh, about 60% of the offensive snaps where Thielen played... Uh, close to ninety percent. So you know, I think you're right on that. They they definitely probably uh, tried to keep him out a little bit, especially later in the game. So uh, let's hope that he's ready to rock come, come Sunday because I love his matchup. Uh, and and as we're about to talk about, I think we're going to love some of the coverages that that both those receivers are going to see.
1: All right. So yeah, we just kind of rolled right into it there. I think. Unless there's any coolsy notes on the offense. I mean, that quotes the book on offense for this. I mean, there's not much you can say about a running offense that just completely dominates.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think overall, um, a great performance week one. <clears throat> it's going to generate a lot of excitement about this football team. Uh, I already saw a, a fair amount of national media just say, uh, hey, the Vikings had the most impressive victory week one, all things considered, because of the expectations of Atlanta. Um, yeah, you had some teams like Baltimore put up a 59 spot and, and, um, you know, the Titans had a great road of victory, uh, as well. But I mean, you talk about statements being made week one. Um, I think Minnesota is, is right up at the top of that list.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. And we're, we're hoping to make a, another one here, um, versus green Bay. So, you know, we're going to do a, li- a little light preview here. Um, a little bit early. We haven't seen any practices yet this week they're just getting in there to review the tape. Um, this past uh past day here when you guys are listening to this, so um, way too early Vikings Green Bay preview. Don't really know how it's gonna go, but let's just roll down the list here. Pressure versus pressure. Uh, you saw on Thursday <coughs> the moves that Green Bay made on the defensive line made a severe impact against the uh, Chicago Bears, and that's that's not a bad Bears' line, and they were getting they were getting pressure, they were getting sacks. That's going to be a real test for this Vikings O-line. And if we don't get out and get a lead early and we can't establish the run the same way we did against Atlanta, that could be problematic for Cousins going forward in in the Green Bay game.
0: Yeah, I you know, they added uh Darius Smith, a couple other pieces that uh you know, look like they they probably are going to work out. I think Smith had 10 pressures, which is how many um Daniel Hunter had. had. Yep. Yeah, so um, you know, both sides are going to see the pressure come in. Green Bay, um, like I said, is is potentially going to come a little bit more from the edges. So hopefully we're we're able to adjust. And and uh, Atlanta presented a pretty good front. You know, we we saw some pressure there. So I think it's good that we got a little bit of a test uh, week one. And you know, they're just going to have to get a little bit better and and be ready to protect Cousins. Um, hopefully. Uh, just a little bit better than they they potentially did this week in the the past game. So, uh, yeah, I think the pressure is going to be key to this game. Uh, You know, the ability to potentially frustrate Rodgers. We've seen that before where, you know, if you've been getting to him all day, uh, he will get frustrated. Uh, Get frustrated
1: and make mistakes.
0: Yep, and so I think... Uh, that scenario, that's an area that's going to be a key for our, for us and then on the flip side of that we need to make sure Cousins is upright because um, I think he's going to need to throw a lot more this game which is kind of where we're, we're moving in um... Here to the second point, and and I just think that when they watch the tape and they see Dalvin, they see how well uh, we were able to run the ball against uh, Atlanta. That they're going to try to prevent that. So uh, if they try to take away Delvin, it should lead to some uh, welcoming coverage for both Diggs, Thielen, uh, even looking at a guy like Kyle Rudolph and in BB, and and maybe have some matchups where they're really um, you know able to get an edge. Uh, and I think that this could be uh, a little bit of a coming-out coming party for the receivers uh, one week after the, the coming-out party for Dalvin and company.
1: Right, and uh, I wanted to, to touch back on one thing you said about uh, the Vikings' uh, offensive line giving up some, some pass pressures. I looked at this game, and I saw Cousins throwing it away in smart situations, throwing it away where you know, he was either wrapped up or, or about to be wrapped up, getting it and out and, and not taking the negative play. And that was encouraging because I think last season we saw way too many of those um, go down at sacks, strip fumbles, and and what have you. Um, but I think Cousins being more cognizant of that going into this game, where you know it's very possible that these edge rushers get there just off of speed and they're they're in the backfield right away. Um, that's going to be key, I think, to make this happen. But but like you said, with with the team possibly trying to take away Delvin, you got the two speed spurs of, of Diggs and and that can just burn. And, and if they they dial up some of these screens that, that haven't worked last year, but maybe they might work a little bit better this year, with a little bit different scheme and a little bit different game flow, um, I think you could see these guys get free for some some pretty long after the catch uh, plays.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think uh, I'm really excited to see the offense this week and, and honestly coming off of the game that we just had. If we play anywhere near that level, I I know it's crazy, but doesn't it feel that this should be a W? Because uh, I, I know you and I talked about how Green Bay is not necessarily a, a bad football team this year, but we, we thought there's going to be some growing pains. And when you look at this Atlanta team in, that just came in with the expectations they had on both sides of the ball and, and overall for this season to handle them in the, the way we did, and I know this is going to be a road game versus a home game, but... Um, I just think Atlanta is a much better football team than Green Bay this year. So uh, I don't know. I, I'd never like to get too confident. But um, I, I think as I continue to look into this game over the course of this week, uh, come this weekend, I'm going to be feeling pretty confident uh, in, in Minnesota coming out with a victory.
1: I think I'm under the same, same kind of uh, same mindset there. I, obviously, there, there are some, some polls, some things that, that are concerning, uh, pass blocking is one um, that could easily destroy us if it goes downhill quickly. But I, I, from what I saw, I was encouraged enough with the way they were calling plays, the way they were trying to mask that weakness. I believe they're going to be effective at doing that. And from the way we were um, basically imposing our will in the running game, I think we're going to be able to do that again against Green Bay. So from the from an offensive standpoint, I think that we're going to be similarly effective and i don't see the defense taking a huge step back especially from what i saw from green bay's offense i just don't think they're really that good i don't think they're as good as like you said atlanta and we shut down atlanta in almost every opportunity they got 12 points in garbage time right so it's if you have that similar kind of that ball hawk mentality and you're taking it away in end zone and there's short fields that they have I I think like you said I, I think this should be this should be almost penned in as a W. Of course, divisional games they always get a little bit wonky. So, you're you're going to be there, right?
0: Uh yeah, I am going to the game.
1: So, so. you're going to get firsthand um but it's I think I'm with you there. I'm I'm pretty cautiously optimistic that this is going to be a, a fairly convincing W again.
0: Well, and and obviously you know the Vikings generated 28, 28 points off turnovers uh, this, this uh, against Atlanta. So um, you know if, if we're unable to generate the turnovers, you know you have to take you got to think about that too. Um, if Green Bay can can you know take care of the ball, uh, then it's a little bit of a different game, right? Um, but let's hope that this defense continues to fly around at a high level and we are able to generate a turnover or two from Rogers. Um, and then from there, we can just kind of pour it on. Uh, but the Vikings, I thought, really did a great job at, at kind of controlling the tempo. Um, the clock was really the the big enemy in, in the second half, and I think that's why you saw us run the ball so much. Um, just having that big lead and, and basically going out there and, and with the chunk yardage we were able to get, it was kind of a no-brainer just to keep running that football. So... Uh, let's hope that we can, you know, get out to that double-digit lead, uh, and you know, we we can send Aaron Rodgers to uh, a one and one record in the division, and, and I think uh, really cement ourselves at the top of the North, and, and hopefully, it'll be a spot that you know we stay for for quite a while.
1: That's, I mean, that's entirely the goal. You know, if if you go to this game, and you know, we keep winning, we might have to start buying some extra tickets here because. It sounds like we're the good luck champs here, Mike. I mean, it's only logical, right?
0: Well, I've never lost it, uh Lambeau Field. Um,
1: this you know. is true. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you've tied, though.
0: I have tied. Uh, I have tied. But, no, I'm excited. Um, it was a good time last year, week two. And, you know, the fan, <clears throat> I was a little, I wouldn't say concerned or worried about uh, going there, but... Uh, just didn't know what to expect and, and the fan base was just a ton of fun. Uh, I think it helps that the game is early in the summer. Everyone is in a pretty good mood, but tons of Vikings fans there and you know the banter was was friendly. I would say 95% of it was good, good-natured and and uh they know their football too. So, um just fun to, to talk about the league and and, and see a historic field and and i'm excited to go back this year i think friday um i'd actually head to the the friday football feast and uh you know get the weekend kicked off a little bit early and and uh just ride it out from there so it should be a fun weekend
1: absolutely um another weekend of football is starting up soon um this one's almost in the books we got uh the raiders playing the uh, broncos right now as we're recording um but you know what that's a different podcast mike Let's do some quick predictions here. I know we're one get we're one day removed. This is way too early. We don't know what's happening in practice or anything with that injuries yet. But predictions. What do you got, Mike?
0: Uh, for for the Vikes Packers game. Yep. Score. Um, I'm gonna say 27-20 Vikings.
1: And I was thinking it was gonna be 24-17 Vikings. So we both got the Vikings winning by a touchdown. Um. So. We'll see if it pans out like that or not. Yeah, really excited time to be the Vikings fan. You know, great game to start the the, the season on. Uh, just a lot to look forward to. So, you know what? That's gonna do for the Scolders podcast here tonight. <clears throat> I'm at demox7 on the Twitter.
0: Uh, musky underscore Mike.
1: We're part of the Climb in the Pop- Pocket Network. You're probably listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, anywhere there's podcast, We're probably there. Um, check us out on Daily Norseman. Just interact with us. We we love that. We love answering questions. Uh, like I said, you know, sometimes we'll integrate questions into the show. So, you know, come come find us. We're, we're there. We're there to serve you. We're there to to kind of interact with you. That's that's the goal here.
0: That's right.
1: So, without any more ado, let's wrap this thing up. Skull Vikes, let's go.
0: Skull.